Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories for WGBH in Boston. We are today in uh, Studio RSS, real sexy studio, because Studio O for outside has been inundated with lousy Boston weather the last couple of days. It's been so bad that the, you actually see little puddles inside WGBH. Plus, and this one really makes me think twice, autumn leaves appearing spontaneously on the floor. This studio in the world, they're mixing, as perhaps media itself is nowadays. Anyway, on to today's morning story. It's about buses. It's about people on buses. Somewhere along the line, it seems to me, the American bus lost its status as the star of our roadway, the way that a person could get from here to there with a sense of community, with everybody else on the bus, and a big view of the world outside. I was reminded of that especially the other day in the news with the death of Rosa Parks, who 50 years ago sat down in a part of a bus in Alabama where she wasn't supposed to be and got the civil rights movement going. It was on a bus that she made her own declaration of equality. Today's story comes from another great figure in the struggle for civil rights in this country, Maya Angelou. She still uses buses, as a matter of fact, as her way of getting her message out from one speaking gig to another. I visited with her not too long ago and actually took a bus ride with her on her special bus. Now, she uses this bus as a home on wheels and as a very private space, but she does it in style and she does it in a way that still says a lot about what matters. Today's morning story, On the Bus. The bus affords me privacy. I had over two million miles on Delta, over two million miles on USM. But when I go into an airport, it's a minor explosion. People who've never read one page of a book of mine will start to shout, It's Maya Angelou! Because they once saw me on the Today Show or on Oprah. You know, that is so off-putting. I can't arrive at a destination from a departure place without being picked to pieces. When we drive cross country or overnight, I don't sleep much. And, um, and sometimes we stop the bus and get out and let sunrise happen to us. Just to be alive and be on the side of the road in Iowa or Illinois or Mississippi and see the sunrise. It's very nice. I believe the bus has given me at least two more years of life. And then the time to do absolutely nothing. The time to play solitaire, which is to me like having a cool dip in a cool pool on a hot day. My grandmother raised me and she was so profound. Mom used to say, sister, you know, that's not even on my little mind. And somewhere in those preteen years, I decided there was a small mind and a large mind. I used solitaire to occupy my small mind. So it does not intrude when I begin to go down deep into the big night. In the course of writing a book, I will use up three or four decks of bicycle cards in a month. 
I'm satisfying the fritter and the small concerns so that when I hear that I plumb to something, I turn it off and I start to ride. My first trip on the bus that I remember. I was maybe about nine. I had a terrible toothache. And my grandmother took me to a white dentist and we went up the back steps because it wouldn't be right for us to go up the front steps. And um, the man hardly would see us. And he said he'd rather put his hand in a dog's mouth than in a nigger's mouth. So we took a bus to Texacana to a black dentist. It was the most hateful trip. And I was still in pain. You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. Uh, just admit where you are. You get up. So if I'm able to say this is who we are, we stumble, we fumble, and we fall. And then amazingly we rise. Amazingly. How do we dare to rise? Yes, somehow we do. And knowing that, knowing that, just knowing, it's amazing. Today's morning story from Maya Angelou on the bus. What a woman. And what a bus. I'm here with Gary Mott. This was a first-class bus. You know who it belonged to? The artist formerly known as, and now once again known as, Prince. No kidding. Yeah, she was looking for a bus that she could use to take her on her about 250 speaking gigs every year. And he was ready to trade up because this particular bus, although it had a queen-size bed and a bathroom in the kitchen and a, the world's biggest LCD screen, uh, it didn't have a chandelier. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of purple, I, I guess. <laughs> I know that at one point in your life, the bus had its own siren call for you, right? There's always been something mythic and wonderful about buses for me. I've, I've always had this fantasy about commandeering a huge vehicle, and I pursued that fantasy. I lived in Illinois. I got my commercial driver's license, and I became a bus driver for the Chicago Public Schools. What kind of neighborhoods would you go through? My neighborhood was the the west side of Chicago. Pretty tough. A lot of drugs on the streets, Mm -hmm. a lot of gang violence. Mm -hmm. The high school kids on my bus all lived, you know, right smack in the middle of this neighborhood that and, was... And I, I presume that as a white driver, you were maybe in the minority? On, uh, on I, I was the only white face in an ocean of black faces. Over the course of the year, I developed a relationship with these kids, mm. an intimacy that I associate with being on a bus, right. being a part of a community, getting from one place to the next... It was fascinating. One time I may have crossed the line a little bit because I brought a um, boombox onto the bus, which I kept underneath my seat, Mm -hmm. and I played rap music on Mm -hmm. it. And I stopped the bus, and the kids were getting off, and I started to rap with Uh what was on the radio. (laughs) And one of the kids, a real firecracker, William, 
he put his hand on me and he just shook his head <laughs> like you know don't <laughs> and he got off the bus anyway uh that's it for this week we as always want to express our gratitude to ipswich a leader in file transfer software and that ain't all a leader in providing funding to podcasts in public radio as they do for morning stories week after week thank you gentlemen very much if you'd like to find out more about them check out their website at ipswich.com i-p-s-w-i-t-c-h and we know you love those stories, so wgbh.org slash morning stories. And why not send some our way at morning stories at wgbh.org. Keep them coming. If you don't want Gary to be the guy who's going to be driving your children to school every morning, then be <laughs> sure to support us in every way you can. <laughs> anyway, make sure to get back in touch. Next Friday, we'll have another podcast for you. Till then, take care.